0: You're listening to the White House and the Press Podcast. Hello, and thanks for joining us on the third episode of the White House and the Press Podcast. This episode is kind of unique. We'll be featuring a little bit of a live podcast discussion from a showing of All the President's Men on the campus of Western Kentucky University. If you've never seen All the President's Men, I'd recommend it. It tells a story that is foundational to our modern-day understanding of the purpose of journalism, especially when it comes to covering the White House. It's the story of Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein, two Washington Post reporters who helped uncover the infamous Watergate scandal of the 1970s. The movie shows many of their unique reporting techniques, including the non traditional methods for finding and verifying information that they used, their use of secret sources, and their persistence in the midst of uncertainty. Before and after the showing of this film, I sat down with two of my classmates for a panel discussion about this and other issues surrounding Watergate. Here's part of our conversation. Joining us this evening for this showing of all the presidents' men. As Professor Crawford said, we are students in the Suisher Career and Scholars and First Studies program this semester focusing on the relationship between the White House and the Press. My name is Helen Gibson. For this class, I'm producing a podcast called the White House and the Press Podcast um, that explores the relationship between these two institutions. Here with me for this short question and answer session is Professor Crawford and Shelby Bruce and Hunter Frant.
1: Would you guys like to introduce
0: yourselves and tell everyone a little bit about what you're doing this semester?
1: Sure, um, my name is Shelby Bruce, I'm a senior, and I am specifically researching uh, the Watergate scandal and the press relations.
2: And my name is Hunter Frant, I'm a senior as well. I am researching leaks, so flow and the control of information from the White House to the public through the press.
0: Now, all the president's men focuses on two reporters who were primarily responsible for reporting and exposing the Watergate scandal. And this is a topic that really relates to both of your projects. So we have some questions to kind of get us started and prepare for the meeting. Shelby, to start us off, can you tell us what the Watergate scandal was?
1: The Watergate scandal was a scandal within Nixon's administration when five burglars broke into the National or the Democratic National Committee and the Watergate complex in DC. And um, this happened before Nixon's re election in that November. And what was the role
0: of journalists in the Watergate scandal?
1: The role of journalists um, was huge within this scandal specifically. Um, two reporters who worked for the Washington Post, Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein, ended up exposing Nixon and his administration.
0: And Hunter, your
2: research, as you said, has to do with leaks of
1: information from the
2: executive branch. Help us understand, what is a leak? So a leak is pretty self-explanatory. It's a flow of classified or secret information. And in reference to what we're talking about and what I'm researching, it's information from the U.S. government to the people via news outlets.
0: And how do journalists use leaks in their reporting? Why Why would a journalist look into a leak?
2: So leaks are usually a good source of primary information. Those are just groups that only that news organization has. Um, and that information that comes from leaks often serves as a reminder of the watchdog role that journalists have over the government. The um, Society of Professional Journalists Code of Ethics states that journalists must recognize as a special obligation to serve as a watchdog over public affairs in the government. And so it kind of opens the door for events that they believe the public has the right to know. Right. Um, I think that's
0: all that we need to know before the movie. We'll have another short Q&A, like Professor Crawford said after
3: the movie, and then open it up to you all, the audience, for any questions that you may have. The cover-up had little to do with the break-in. It was to protect covert operations and the covert activities involved in the entire US intelligence community. Did Deep Throat say that people's lives are in danger? Yes. What else did he say? He said everyone is involved. You know the results of the latest Gallup poll? Half the country never even heard of the word Watergate. Nobody gives a shit. You guys are probably pretty tired, right? Well, you should be. Go on home. Get a nice hot bath. Rest up 15 minutes. Then get your asses back in gear. We're under a lot of pressure, you know, and you put us there. Nothing's riding on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country.
0: Obviously, this movie is a little dated. It was released in 1976, which was just a few years after the scandal took place. And we know more now about the scandal than we did then
1: particularly uh, the identity
0: of who Deep Throat was.
1: So Shelby, who was Deep Throat? Deep Throat was Mark Felt. He worked for the FBI. And he essentially was working with Woodward and Bernstein to uncover the investigation. And he agreed to do so as long as he was granted anonymity. So he pretty much helped them through the entire process. And when and why did he decide to finally make himself known? Um, he was granted anonymity for 33 years, and it wasn't until 2005 when he finally came forward and said that he was the source that was helping Woodward and Bernstein through their investigative reporting. So, Hunter,
0: why would a journalist protect their sources like this?
1: Well, in the cases such as Watergate
2: or the Pentagon Papers, which was another leak that took place under the Nixon administration, sources are protected. Because it's a journalist's job to protect the identity of sources that they promise anonymous.
0: And looking at how far we've come and where we are today, what was the legacy, you would say, Shelby, of the Watergate scandal?
1: Um, I would say that it changed the press and president relationship and that it increased um, investigative reporting, especially the techniques that Woodward and Bernstein used to uncover Watergate. And they used those a lot more afterwards in covering politics and the (music) presidencies.
0: Like Shelby said, Watergate, perhaps more than any other event I'm aware of, certainly seems to have had an effect on the relationship between the president and the press. It increased the watchdog function of the news media and has helped usher in our present-day understanding of the way journalists cover politicians. And the reporting that came out of the Watergate scandal, as shown in All the President's Men, is still inspiring young journalists today. Adam Murphy is a freshman journalism major at WKU. He watched All the President's Men for the first time during the Flashdacker Green showing and said he left with some pretty major takeaways. Let's talk about the showing of All the President's Men recently. Why did you decide to come? Was it something that you were required to do for a class or just wanted to see on your own?
3: Uh, I actually just wanted to see it on my own. I had just recently seen Spotlight, and I was interested in more uh, journalist-style movies, so All the President's Men was on my radar.
0: Mm -hmm. Had you seen it before? You hadn't. had you? I
3: have not seen it. Uh, all the president's men before
0: what did you think of it what were your takeaways or first impressions uh, um
3: i thought it was very long but uh it definitely was very good it definitely it put more perspective on like what like verifiable news is about and like it definitely puts perspective about like how like when buzzfeed came out with that dossier about our president trump and it wasn't really verifiable it sort of made like a as a more like recent connection I could make to it.
0: So kind of, like, helped you understand modern-day journalism a little better?
3: Yeah, it definitely, and it showed me how, like, how far we'd come from the past and, like, where we are now with the digital media.
0: Yeah, for sure. And were you familiar with the Watergate scandal before watching this, or?
3: Um, I had known, like, a little bit, but, like, I, like, didn't really know, like, what it was all about and, like, what, like, actually had happened. I just knew that, like, President Nixon resigned and that it just happened but like I didn't really know the details. Right. Or like what the media actually had like to deal with in it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I actually hadn't seen all the presidents men either before this, so it was interesting to see how heavy of a role the Washington Post reporters played in it and like the specific reporting techniques that they did and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. So yeah, it
3: was definitely a very interesting like view of like how media has power in our pol- politics. <music>
0: In our next episode, we'll move from a historical look at the relationship between the White House and the press to a more current one, analyzing how President Trump's relationship with the news media defied the norm, even from the campaign trail. You won't want to miss it. Until next time, I'm your host, Helen Gibson. Thanks for listening. The White House and the Press podcast is a project created for the Fleischhocker Green Scholars and First Amendment Studies Program at Western Kentucky University. To view more research, projects, and reflections from this class, check out our website at wkujournalism.com slash White House and Press. Again, that's wkujournalism.com slash White House and Press. Special thanks to Shelby Bruce, Hunter Frint, and Adam Murphy for making this episode possible.